Hello everybody, welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Top comment from the last one was how quick I say the intro. So maybe that's just going to become race rundown. Who knows? But anyway, my name's Matt. And joining me for this WTF1 podcast about the new calendar, it's Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder. If people had forgotten, it's 2021 now. <laughs> I know a lot of people might have forgotten what Tommy does and is and was. Uh, and of course, Katie, the WTF1 editor. So uh, both of you, Happy New Year, of course, first of all. Uh, we'll go through exactly what tracks are on the calendar. But first, how are you? And are you looking forward to chatting about this maybe slightly surprising calendar? Yeah, very good. Thanks. And yeah, looking forward to diving into the new calendar, which has changed already. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a lovely break over Christmas and New Year. But um, straight back into F1 um, and like Tommy says, this new calendar, which has already changed and we're only a few days into January. So promising start. (laughs) And for those wondering, yes, I am wearing the WTF1 hat because we are in lockdown and hair is starting to get long and I just can't be bothered to sort it out. So I reckon by mid-February, I'm probably going to be wearing a full cagoule and just hood and just like you won't be able to see a, a, an ounce of it. Anyway, moving on. Calendar. Let's do this. Uh, so 23, 23 races. Well, technically 23, even though one of them is TBC. Uh, we're going to run you through it. OK, so round one, Bahrain, then Italy, then TBC, which we believe might be Mugello, Spain, Monaco, Azerbaijan, Canada, France, <laughs> Austria, United Kingdom, Hungary, Belgium, Netherlands. I say Italy. I shouldn't be saying that. I should be saying Imola for round two. And then round 14 is Monza. Uh, and then Sochi. OK, let's start that again. Sakir, Imola, TBC, Barcelona, Monaco, Baku, Montreal, Le Castellet, Spielberg, Silverstone, Budapest, Spa, Zandvoort, Monza, Sochi, Singapore, Suzuka, Austin, Mexico City, Sao Paulo, Melbourne, interesting Jeddah and Yaz Island or Abu Dhabi now now people are going to think that Sakir is uh the Bahrain Oval because that was the Sakir Grand Prix you start again (laughs) (laughs) love your work work, um but yeah of course obviously the big thing there I guess is the fact that Australia because of the fact that it's just not possible uh to start their round one due to the situation the ongoing situation I hope everybody is still uh keeping safe and abiding by the rules that whatever governments are set, but uh, most of all, I hope you're all safe. Uh, but yeah, Australia wasn't possible to do it for round one, they they deemed, so it's it's in November now, which is rather strange, isn't it? Very strange. Yeah, I, it'd be first time since the, well, since even I started watching F1 when Australia used to be at the end of the calendar, um, but Melbourne's always been the sort of traditional season how, opener. How many jokes do you year. reckon we're going to see of you know, Mercedes have already clinched the constructors and the drivers, and then everyone's joking. Round twenty-one, right? Round one, we start again. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Calling it now. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into some questions uh, on the twenty twenty-one F one calendar and some of the the ones that you guys have submitted. Uh, so we've mentioned Melbourne, of course, China as well. One that <laughs> I love China. Underrated. Guys, I love China underrated isn't it it is underrated people will probably not miss it after 23 races they'll go they won't go oh we really wish i had china but i will be saying i wish we'd had china uh csr 2693 says might be a stupid question but why has the decision to postpone australia and china been taken now the first race is in march can we not wait to see where we are in february for example well in my opinion and probably the reason behind it is logistics it's not as simple as saying yeah, let's have a race there. 
it's better to get set in stone exactly where is possible uh, and then go from there. Because if they, for example, put Australia where Bahrain's supposed to be, but then they decide, oh, look, actually, we, we can't do Australia, then it just puts every circuit into a bit more turmoil like we had last year. So I think that they're, they're trying to go for a safer bet, but I can't see 23 happening anyway, to be honest. Yeah, the the earlier the better for them. I know Australia are in a better situation than a lot of other countries and have locked down uh, their borders, I believe. Um, but I guess the main thing for Australia as well is it's pretty much a street. Well, it is a street circuit. It's in a park, isn't it? So they'd have to start building the track now very good point, would have yeah. at the start of the season. So I think that's why a lot of the rumours came out fairly early that it was, okay, Australia would need to build the track now. Surely this isn't going to happen. And then unsurprisingly, it's not going to happen. Or at least they think it might be later. Totally. With, uh, like you say, the, the street circuit in Australia, unfortunately, it's not a case of just snap your fingers and it appears, you know, we go to some what? other circuits. I know, isn't it what? amazing? Do you not just load up the game and then it just... No? It just pops yeah. up. No. <laughs> uh, where obviously there are other circuits on the calendar which are permanent tracks uh, and venues. But like Tommy said, the, the construction of that track starts traditionally end of January um, and also... Australia has been one of the countries in the world that's sort of really been on it in terms of quarantining and shutting its borders and only allowing certain people into the country. Um, So much so that even drivers like Daniel Ricciardo couldn't go home for Christmas uh, last year because there wasn't enough time for him to arrive in Australia, quarantine for two weeks, and then he deemed it wasn't really worth it to see his family for all of five minutes and then have to dash off again. So I think... It's a shame that Australia won't be starting the new year. I'm one of the unpopular opinion people that thinks that Melbourne isn't actually that bad of a circuit. Mercedes um, fan. <coughs> I'm not a Mercedes fan. I don't know if it's just because... You like starting a season with Mercedes being on pole by one and a half seconds. All right, fair, 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 fair. Cool, 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 cool. Melbourne's yeah, yeah, yeah. quite... I thought, Mel, I thought you were going to say that you don't like Melbourne. I thought no, an, I like an unpopular Melbourne. opinion was that Melbourne... I feel like it's only recently that Melbourne's people have started to sort of question it, and it's been a long time since we've had an absolute barnstorm. I think the only reason, the only reason Melbourne is given, I'm I'm not going to hate on it by by any means. I I don't mind it as a track, but like the only reason it doesn't get hate is because it's a season opener. Everyone's buzzing to see where the cars are and things like that. That we get lost in the fact that maybe it won't Mm. be a great race. So I think that it being mm. the start gives people people are like hey i'm not gonna hate on f1 it's only round one i think i've got like raised tinted spectacles of when <laughs> they used to race there in sort of 2008 back in 20, my 20, day 20, 20, 2010 when it seemed like they'd start the season there and everyone was just really rusting because it's quite a difficult track you seem to have quite a lot of chaos and people um quite a bit of carnage and stuff but I, I admit the last the last sort of mm. few years there haven't provided a world of entertainment because it's just too difficult to pass in the in the big wide cars. We will see, won't we, when it um, is hosted in November? If that if excitement about yeah, if the hype is still there. Um, but going back to this person's question about why the decision has been made to postpone Australia and China so soon, um, Australia, like you say, logistics building the circuit, but for China. There has been a big spike in coronavirus cases uh, in in recent weeks, and I'm sure that they've probably just come to the decision that it's not worth the uh, 
worth the stress of it all but it's unfortunate because I agree with you Matt I think China is quite an underrated circuit but like you say when you get to the end of the calendar are people really going to look back at it and go oh you know I was really missing China this year or last year do people in 2020 and think oh I'm really upset we didn't race in China apart from Matt but (laughs) (laughs) all right chill out (laughs) one 2010 time time trial world record what are you saying anyway uh, Bahrain is now going to be the season opener uh I'm definitely still not the world record on F1 2010 but was at one point uh, when I sunk a few hundred hours into that but anyway Bahrain is now going to be the season opener uh Ruben GNW says less of a question and more of a statement okay but I feel like Bahrain is going to be a much better season opener than Melbourne thoughts um I think if it was Bahrain outer it would be a much better season opener I don't <sighs> I don't think Bahrain that the from what my memory serves me, and it may be wrong, that Bahrain wasn't exactly a banger last year. The actual Bahrain race was. We've had a few. No. We've had a few in recent years. Yeah, I mean Bahrain's a um, decent track. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think coming off of twenty twenty, we're like, hey, twenty twenty one is going to be awesome because there's not much changing in the regulations. The cars will most likely be in similar performance uh, rankings. Um, but no, I, I don't think it'll be much better at all. Uh, it'll feel weird to start the season in Bahrain, but we have done it before, haven't we? Yeah, it'd be strange going back there as well so soon after we were last oh, there no. because sorry, you just is that a I was you picking up my drink, but the <laughs> mat got stuck to the bottom, and it's it's a Ferrari mat, by the way, for people wondering, and uh, a bit of leaf. But anyway, carry on. Sorry, Tommy. Um, yeah, it's going to be strange going back to Bahrain where we were only there. And it feels like we've just had a race there and then the first race will be there. Whereas before, obviously, we had the massive gap because it was the end of the season. Um, I think it will be a much better season opener than Melbourne. I think I think we could expect to see a lot more sort of passing and overtaking Clip that at up. a track like Bahrain. Yeah, well, we shall see. Um, I mean, the last time they raced there was the endurance track and thankfully they're not going to be racing there like they did in 2010 that was the last time they did the season opener and that was dreadful but i think bahrain kind of falls into china where it's a little bit underrated and there's been some good good races there yeah i'm not i'm not too bothered about who starts the season is that a bit of a stupid thing to say but uh i think <laughs> katie dropping bombs as long, 2021 as long as it's not as long as it's not i see what you, you mean know, France, France, again they get Abu a free Dhabi. pass don't they i think yeah the first race of the season you're like it's fine i think that happened in um this year when f1 finally came back in july and then you have like a boring race and i think at the start of the season we we're a bit more like don't complain we've been waiting so long for this yeah i said i was not going to complain i think throughout the entire season before it started in 2020 and i think i was complaining by round two but that's fine no not round two <laughs> that was Styria, which was spain um, spain yeah, i think spain. everyone gave up spain was yeah. when i just couldn't hold it in anymore <laughs> <laughs> carry on Katie. but the, that's all right uh, so the testing looks like it's also going to be moved um to bahrain which will be a couple of weeks before the race so that's normally held at barcelona in spain but um, logistics it, like it just makes more sense to yeah. not have it in Spain and then to go to Bahrain which rhymes um, so it's all just going to be sort of kept in the same bubble I'd imagine um, I don't know if that's going to mean that the racing isn't going to be as exciting because they will literally have been spending three days testing there a couple of weeks beforehand I was but... just thinking that I, I retract my earlier statement of Bahrain's going to be a much better season opener if they're having essentially five free practice sessions before they go there yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, well, this so is true. a bit. 
pessimistic. Maybe not. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to know the ins and outs of that, aren't they? There's not going to be any kind of, unless. Oh yeah, but they'll, they'll they change the tires. Yeah, I was going to say know. like change yeah. the tires. Mm. I don't know, but yeah, a mystery tire. Oh, that Ooh. would be that would be game show esque, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> we interrupt this WTF one podcast for a very quick chat about our sponsor for this episode, Express VPN. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want sites to think you're located. Open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect and refresh the page to access thousands of new shows and movies. You can choose from almost a 100 different countries using this app and you can supercharge your Netflix subscription with way more content. So why should you choose ExpressVPN over others? Well, you can stream in HD, no problem, no buffering or lag. It's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs and more. Not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data and lets you surf the web safely and anonymously. All you have to do is go to expressvpn.com WTF1 to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free expressvpn.com slash WTF1. Right, back to the podcast. Right, moving on. Uh, after Bahrain, we have Imola round two, uh, which I think, you know, I, I put a tweet out actually today saying that, you know, when I was going down the list and saw Imola round two, I was like, hello, where's Turkey, Portimao, Mugello? Where's, where's some more iconic random mystery tracks? And it didn't actually turn out that way. Um but for me, and, and I still maintain this, that and I think I said this last year, that Imola got a free pass because of the fact it's nostalgia. This year, I don't think it's going to get the same reception personally. And I don't think round two, I don't know. Obviously, they've done it logistically wise, and I can't complain in that sense. And I'm, I'm glad to see Imola back in terms of, again, nostalgia. You know, But at the same time, the racing was, was sub-optimal. And the the cars haven't changed yet. Maybe you know, will it be on the track uh, on the calendar again when the when the cars are completely changed for twenty twenty two? I hope so. So then we can maybe see a bit better racing. But I was a bit underwhelmed, in my opinion, uh, that that was the track out of all of them that uh, that's definitely on there. I obviously love Imola. I was really excited to see it back, but I'm not going to pretend that it's the best suited track to modern formula one cars in fact i'd argue that it's probably the worst out of even even worse than Mugello for or didn't hamilton say say. it's going to be a boring race or whatever (laughs) yeah and we got we got a little bit of action thanks to a safety car that kind of jumbled it up at the end a little bit um but but it is i think if we have another dull race people will start to be like oh the novelty's worn off i'm quite surprised actually that they I mean, I guess it's all contracts, but quite surprised that they didn't go for Bahrain outer in that round two slot because essentially they're already in Bahrain. Already there, yeah. They don't. Do they've, you think that there is done a, all their do you, tests? Do you reckon there is a kind of? It was almost like twenty twenty was a, a discount. Oh my god, emergency! Let okay, let, we'll have two races there. But I feel like because obviously the, the circuits have to it, pay no. a huge amount of money, don't they, to host an F one race? And I wonder whether yeah. there's conversations that like, we don't want to do double headers now or uh, at the same track. I, I don't know. That's that's my opinion that I feel like they were steering away from that for some reason. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if, like you say, it's all contracts now and circuits can't afford to miss out. Especially when there's no fans, two years, potentially two years in a row. I guess that's why they're rescheduling later in because the that, year rather than just that's a good point cancel. that I've just randomly said. But obviously the fact that the, the, the tracks pay to host a 
race and yet they're not letting in any fans so they're not getting any of that money back so i wonder if there's something around that yeah yeah i'd imagine there'd be a reduced rate for hosting the races but i'm i'm not entirely sure but yeah you make a good point there matt <laughs> formula one that well-known charitable yeah friendly... <laughs> for just two pounds a month <laughs> yeah. you can support f1 <laughs> f1 well known at, at supporting circuits and uh giving them freebies i don't know that is one thing though that you notice i know it's a very early calendar but there are no back-to-back races at same circuits and things like that which is obviously different to last year uh but yeah Imola... they really blew their chance to do the the uh the three-turn paul ricard that we talked about on the last podcast they blew a chance of doing a 23 race calendar just at le castellet i mean to be honest all the circuits just have a quarantine camp there and just <laughs> full full season at paul ricard you joke dreadful. about that though but i know and i can talk about it a little bit later with in terms of street circuits but i also do stuff with formula e which i don't know if that's a, a bad thing to mention on an f1 podcast <gasps> i know the horror no we <laughs> but, like yeah. okay that's cool um but i think that's a possible option for them looking at going to paul ricard because organizing racing in city centers for street circuits is just an absolute nightmare and like I say, we'll mention it more in the podcast, but I would not be surprised to see almost all of the street circuits that are on that calendar at the moment just wiped out. Um, and somewhere like Paul Ricard, because it has so many options for different racetracks, is a good option for Formula E because, you know, looking back to last year and what they did in Berlin, they had the um, airport, which is just basically a large flat space, and they were able to create circuit layouts that differed um, and then just host six races there in nine days and somewhere like Paul Ricard as it's out of the way nice and flat loads of different circuit layouts could be a potential option for Formula E this year all the other people that hate on Formula E and are constantly complaining why they don't like it yeah six races at Paul Ricard that's gonna do yeah, it yeah I think that's gonna win them over <laughs> <laughs> that'll finish it off well yeah because they did so many at the airport didn't they but anyway um moving on TBC race, uh, which is in the round three slot, which would have been China, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Waggish Riposte says, what Grand Prix should be added in the TBC? Uh, that's opening a can of worms, isn't it? Um, it's difficult. Obviously, it has to work logistic-wise. Um, but from my heart and my head, uh, some people were arguing that Turkey obviously wasn't fit for purpose, which fair enough. Yeah, they they messed up and the track surface was was wrong. But if that was to come back again, that's that they would fix those problems. You know, I know that they they very much were trying to put a plaster over it by sending road cars around there trying to put grip down, but obviously it rained. Um, but you no, know, I I feel like any of those tracks were were decent enough, um, and in my opinion, happy to have any of them to be honest. Uh, but it seems like it's going to be Mugello. Is that right? I I heard I it was going to be Portimao. Oh, Portimao sorry, it was almost uh, like, uh, from what I read, it was almost like 90% okay. confirmed that it's going to be Portimao, uh, which I'm sure a lot of us aren't too unhappy with. I guess the only disappointing thing is it's not replaced Barcelona. but Because um, it's like, oh, we joked about it being the cooler Barcelona. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not having um, double headers at the same track. Enter Barcelona and Portimao. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it seems, yeah, from what I've read, it seems like 90% almost certain that Portimao is going to be back, which I'm sure a lot of people would be pleased about. Just a shame that 
probably won't get fans again maybe yeah I think you're right in saying that it, it looks like it's going to be Portimao in that slot which although there were lots of good things associated with Portimao last year and the start of the Grand Prix goes down as one of the best starts to a race I've seen in a very very long time but unfortunately the racing and that excitement didn't sort of even itself out throughout the race we had it from 100 to zero quite quickly um but I think it makes sense on the calendar to put it there you know we're going to be going into the European round super early this year with the first European round being round two which is something that is not normal on the Formula One calendar normally we sort of come into uh, the European round end of April beginning of May so yeah I, although I liked Mugello at the race last year and it, it makes logistical sense to have two Italian races sort of back to back but I, I think it will probably be Portugal which I'm I'm happy about to get Portimao on the on the map a bit more because I think that's actually quite a good circuit yeah let's see uh, but as you say, it's ninety percent done. I, did. I, I always get yeah. Portimao and Mugello mixed up. I don't know why. I just in my head they're like the same track. Anyway, they're not. They're <laughs> definitely not. Um, moving on. Uh, other changes. So Fitball Fox says, what other races do you think might not go ahead or be postponed? Oh, I mean, it, it's very difficult to 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 base. It's basically a lottery, isn't it? Because uh, coronavirus is changing all the time. Like here in United Kingdom, is is gone to the worst we've ever seen. Um, so, you know, we're in a, a pretty dire state at the moment, but obviously we're not scheduled till July and we've got vaccines rolling out. But I think that, you know, in countries it's so different, like in the US, it's been mad as well, but that's all the way out in October that we've got, uh, uh, we're going to Austin. So it really does depend. I feel like the, the Brazil as well, I heard that was, was really, really bad. Um, but there's a lot of time for those, those countries to, to get basically back on their feet. I think it's more maybe the the start of the season we might like Monaco for example I can't maybe see that going ahead. Um nah. it, it's really Some difficult to say times. but but they have to schedule it in because obviously contracts and stuff and then they will go ahead and probably cancel it. So that's how I see it. Yeah, and I think back to the the Melbourne thing about how they have to build the track. If I'm looking at the the calendar now, the this if you look at Monaco, Canada, Azerbaijan, that's all street circuits. All three of them are in a row quite early in the season. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them went, um, which would then leave a massive hole. And then it's kind of like, what do you do? Does everyone bunch back up? Here we go. Because... France, Le Castellet, here it comes. Exactly. I can see but it's, it. it's, it's, Exactly. It's a really weird situation because the three I'd say at most are risky, yeah, Monaco, Azerbaijan, Canada. The the race before that is the 9th of May in Spain. And then it's not till the 27th of June that France is on. And then obviously later on, which we'll go into later, you've got absolutely ridiculous bunching up where you're going all over the world in all sorts of odd places and like you're like dotting around where it doesn't really make sense um so that's a bit of a concern for me that the the three sort of ones that i'd be most concerned about are all together and we might have a big gap in the calendar and then they're gonna have to start shuffling it around again Mm. and then who knows what's going on with contracts and stuff then (laughs) I can totally see that happening. I think 
most street circuits if not all street circuits so places like Singapore as well which I know is in October but I wouldn't be surprised to see all of them just wiped off the calendar um going back to Formula E which (laughs) they are meant to be racing in Monaco um normally they race two weeks beforehand so Monaco will alternate between Formula E and like their historic races that they do uh but they have basically on their website completely erased any kind of race calendar for the new season which is of a huge concern to a journalist like me covering it because there's literally not even a a provisional plan of what's going on so I would imagine if things like Monaco have been taken off the website then that's quite a big indication that we're probably not going to be going there with F1 either yeah well it's a shame for Tommy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, best qualifying of the year um, but yeah, three it was, year, it, three years of that Monaco, I'm going to be absolutely distraught. I, it's just not right, is it? Three years. What's that for you for charitable well, donations? Well, like, yeah, since twenty. Oh, I right. guess by the time we're back, it'll have been three years. Uh, well, Potentially, yeah. who knows? God, God, yeah. I fingers crossed. Uh, well, I, mm. I have hope for Singapore going ahead just purely because it's in October and the whole world is working towards fixing the situation so fingers crossed crossed. towards the end of the year we we get back to a bit more normality um yeah so that would be that would be good Uh, but yeah i completely agree monaco adds by by jean canada i imagine there's some sort of backup plan that formula one have sorted i can't imagine they've gone 23 rounds okay cool cool cool. yeah we'll revisit this in march i don't think that's the case i think they'll have something in place i wonder what that will be maybe they have uh turkey and the likes of um, Mugello just you know on the phone ready to to host because they've already proved that they can well maybe Mugello has Turkey maybe not uh, proved that they can host a race <laughs> so maybe they they are backups that we don't know of just yet I would like to think that's yeah. the case especially um, with them being in Europe as well so okay cool right moving on let's let's get into some more questions I was actually looking at the calendar so I've missed where I am here we go three triple headers at the end of the year goodness yikes goodness gracious me i mean the poor teams are looking at that and probably uh getting a little bit lightheaded uh simeister asks brazil australia saudi arabia surely this is not the best logistics to firm up the 2021 calendar should they not just drop australia if its traditional slot is not possible um yeah i mean i guess the saudi arabia one money talks uh not a fan, obviously, of that being on the calendar due to a lot of human rights issues. But the the thing is, that's unfortunately Formula One seem to just kind of, yeah, go with it and go with the flow. And money, unfortunately, does talk. That's the reason we go to Abu Dhabi as well, because there's huge amounts of money and that the circuit doesn't really bring a huge amount. But um, I think that, yeah, there is a Brazil going from Brazil to Australia to Saudi Arabia does not work at all. It's <laughs> such a, yeah, so odd, um, isn't it? But, that's that's yeah that, i'm sure there's a lot of money involved there australia probably again it's probably contractual in the fact that australia want to be on the calendar and they've said look okay well we can't do it now when can we do um so yeah there's gonna be a lot of air miles uh, that's for sure but um yeah yeah i mean that <laughs> the to me the australia the, the the australia sort of date seems to just be a placeholder that they've gone here's a gap you can just sit here for a while until we decide um there's almost a way of them saying it's not cancelled but because like you say the logistics of that is just an absolute 
nightmare really it's, it seems very odd to do a triple header in these situ in these circumstances obviously we hope things are better but if they're not all the all the stuff you have to go through with covid tests and quarantine and stuff and then to go dot between countries it seems strange that i guess again it goes back to contracts but i think we've had this conversation before katie where last year they obviously went they decided europe as one thing then asia then they were going to do the americas weren't they but unfortunately that didn't happen um but it seemed like a logical thing to do where they just said right who can host circuits let's make a more sensible calendar here where we cut down on air miles and we can do something that makes a little more sense rather than going brazil australia saudi arabia which is just very odd it's funny last year they said f1 have got their lowest air miles in so many years and i'm thinking well yeah because you're not going anywhere (laughs) so (laughs) yeah but yeah you mentioned that australia's sort of been wedged in there for round 21 but f1 have actually moved brazil and I always get this the wrong way. They've moved Brazil forward and they've pushed Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi back a week, which means that the calendar finishes a week later than it was originally scheduled, which means we're just getting ever closer to Christmas, which is not ideal. Um, so, Only you know, a matter of time before Abu Dhabi is on Christmas Day, isn't it? Oh, don't. Don't stress me out like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but perhaps it's that Australia, I mean, we saw last year with, with Melbourne that F1 were all up for cancelling the, the Grand Prix and saying, this isn't safe, we can't do it. But the promoters of the Australian Grand Prix were so persistent and that's why the decision supposedly took so long to make because it was just arguing back and forth between the two parties. So perhaps the promoters have you know, said, we're really not impressed that we weren't able to make it on the calendar last year we want it to be that you know even if it's a provisional date that australia is on the calendar but it is a bit daft having to hopscotch from one continent to another um and in a triple header it's just going to be ridiculous and i like like you guys have said i'm having a moment to think about the poor teams that are having to travel with all of the equipment and get themselves ready for those race weekends it's ridiculous, isn't it? I can understand to a degree the, the arguments that they would have had last year where COVID wasn't particularly understood uh, and that sort of stuff. Mm. Like it was, you know, we were still very much trying to get underway and it was clear that the, that it was a, a, a very problem, a big problem in, uh, across the whole world. But yeah, I can kind of understand, well, not understand, I can see why the big money men are like yeah well you know i'm not gonna do this or women uh are, are gonna say look let's let's not let's not uh, let's ignore not ignore it but let's go ahead with it let's let's just we're here now uh, and i'm sure that's probably where the frustration was was the fact that all the teams were there and ready to race um so yeah it's uh, it's it's an odd one and yeah it does <laughs> seem very much like a placeholder uh and australia being very far away from everyone uh, it doesn't help either. It's not like we can just pop over there. So it'd be interesting. If that does go ahead, I'll be very surprised because that is a very odd, yeah. probably the biggest in terms of distance-wise triple header we've ever had. That's just a fact that I'm throwing without any kind of knowledge, but I feel like that's true. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, it sounds about right. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, thanks, for, thanks for backing me up. Cheers. Well, what do you want me to correct. Sorry, I've not got time to get on Google Maps and look at <laughs> 
It's all good. Uh, right, another, another question. Lego Run Man. Do you think we will get the full 23 or more like 16? Um, yeah, I mean, I said at the beginning, I don't think that uh, we'll get the full 23. We've already said that uh, the Monaco, Azerbaijan, Canada trio is more than likely going to get uh, cancelled. But maybe they get covered over by by other tracks that we've mentioned so I, I don't think we'll see 23 i don't think i don't want that 23 in a normal season personally i felt like i got so used to formula one being on and it didn't lose the the magic as such but you know some when you get to a certain mount you just expect it on every weekend and i don't know formula one's special to me and and i think the more races they add not the less special it becomes but the less of a novelty of the fact that it's on you know what i mean yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. I'd be, yeah, I was looking looking at the calendar. What did we have last year? 16? Was it 16 yeah, last 16, year? Yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely less than 20. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's more 17 again, 16, 17 again, personally. Like, like I say, again, I mean, even film. just looking. Sorry. <laughs> 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 even, uh, yeah, if you... Uh, even the ones we've mentioned, you know, that, that that's four of them gone already. So that takes you down to 19. And then you're looking at others thinking if things don't get better in certain countries, it's looking unlikely. But you never know. Maybe we do get 23 at Paul Ricard. Don't do this to me, Tommy. Don't say these things. Kate's going to bring up Formula but... E again. Careful. No, 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 no. no, no. I think Formula um, E. I, I think we're going to have to get on Formula E here because I think they've stolen our idea of <laughs> record. They've listened to our podcast. Copyright. And gone, That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> we were joking, guys. We were joking. <laughs> but I, I'm agreeing with you there, Tommy. I think probably about 16, 17 races. No way is there going to be the 23. Um, and like you say, looking at the calendar now, there are probably three or four that you can strike off immediately. Um, and... Unfortunately, unless coronavirus just decides I'm going to vanish overnight, which is not something that I don't think is scientifically possible. Apart from on Christmas um, Day, apparently, according to our Prime Minister. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah, that's a thing. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, For fear of I, getting political, that was just a joke. Anyway, carry on. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't see 23 races happening. Um, and I'd be surprised if, I know we've only just started the season, but when they inevitably put out another calendar for 2022, um, they're probably going to try and do the same thing again. races. <laughs> yeah, a race every day. Yeah. We now race on Wednesdays races. as well. <laughs> oh, All right, dear. let's have predictions then. I reckon there's going to be 18 races. Uh, 16. I'll go 17. Lovely. We definitely won't Ooh. revisit that, but we've done predictions. Lovely. Um, okay, right. Well, we're, we're actually at the final part of, of the podcast now uh, for Tommy, which is final thoughts. Final thoughts, um, I guess. <laughs> oh no, why would you do that? I know, you love it. Uh, I guess if anyone can do this, Formula One can. It's surprising. Wow. I, Hello. Where yeah. is my sick bucket? Hello, cliche. <laughs> I know. But but I mean, being being serious for 30 seconds of my life, um, yeah, the, the fact that they somehow managed to put on 16 races last year was pretty incredible. So... I'm pretty sure it's going to change like we've been mentioning, but I'm sure we will get a lot of races still. And yeah, good luck to them because it's not going to be easy. My prediction will be that we have the return of maybe Mugello um, and 
Let's say Turkey for the sake of it to replace you... the the street circuits that I think we're going to get. Are we doing predictions? So I didn't. Did, did you make a prediction, Tom? Oh no! Oh no! Sorry. Final <laughs> I'm going to throw another prediction in here. I hate doing predictions at the best of times, so I don't know why I've just contributed voluntary. <laughs> I know, I was like, okay. Anyway, so Katie, final thoughts. But that can include a prediction if you really want it. My final thoughts is that we're going to back, go back to Angelo. No, um, yeah, I think Formula One did a stunning job last year under the most unusual and extreme circumstances. Although looking at this calendar... There's some bits of it that are quite risky and quite unusual in the case of where we're going to and from races, but I'm sure it will sort itself out. Fingers crossed. Sure that's go. what the F1, F1 are saying. Oh, it'll work out. Katie, Katie Fairman, I'm sure it will work out. I can see the headlines <laughs> now. <laughs> Love it. Right, well, thank you so much, everybody, for, for watching and listening uh, wherever you are. Make sure to give us five stars, a thumbs up, whatever you're doing or listening, uh, and use the hashtag WTF1 podcast to get involved with uh, with future, future episodes. Um, and my final thoughts is that I hope we get as many as we can safely manage, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, I also hope... As I said at the start, that everyone uh, that's watching and listening is uh, staying safe. And um, and that's it, um, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Also, make sure to check out ExpressVPN, the sponsor of this episode. That would be uh, awesome. They're a, they're a staple of, uh, of this podcast now. But, um, yeah, that's it, I think. Like, subscribe, follow, rate us. That's what it says in the document. <laughs> I just thought I'd uh, read out what you wrote, Tommy. And then it says, bye, like with loads bye. of E's. So, uh, Katie, Tommy, thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to wave. So, bye-bye. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>